Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to Manchester is Red. I'm Charlotte Dunker, one of the uh, sport reporters at the MEN and with me is Chief Manchester United reporter Stuart Matheson and MEN sport writer Alex Porter. Today we're going to chat about the opening weekend of the season which was a resounding success for United and also have a look back at the transfer business that Jose Mourinho has done so far. So starting with you Stu, what do you think of the signings this summer? Well, I suppose numbers-wise, everyone's a little bit disappointed because, you know, Jose posted his wants very early that he wanted four players. Um, they only got three, so we're one down. And uh, I think the fans are a little bit disappointed. It hasn't been more. We're still waiting for that fourth one. But of the ones that have come in, then you've got to say there's been two major successes and one who has been very disappointing. Nemanja Matic has been the uh, the big success in many ways. Um, I think, funny enough, I don't think he was. I, th- I don't think United fans were that overwhelmed when it, the stories first came out that they, they, they wanted him because, well, ex Chelsea player not wanted by Chelsea and seemingly at one point not wanted by Mourinho at Stamford Bridge when he was there, but. You know, very very quickly he's proved that he's what United have needed. That anchorman role uh, was terrific against West Ham, uh, and then Lukaku, yeah, and another one who came with a little, you know, massive massive fee. Um, also, a few little doubts about his touch, but he scores goals and he's been scoring goals straight away. So he's a he's been a massive success as well. But the disappointing disappointment has been Victor Lindelof. Uh, from Benfica, I suppose everyone was expecting, you know, this is going to be another Eric Bailly, uh, thirty million pound defender, going to come in and uh, knock everyone for six with with his power and everything. But he can also read the game. Sadly, he's found things a little bit different to what Eric found at the start of the season. Eric was, you know, up and running straight away and comfortable. Uh, Victor's not really been, um, not found his feet. He looks out of place at the moment. Didn't play well against Real Madrid, albeit you know a great Real Madrid side, and, and it cost him on on Sunday against West Ham. So at the moment, yeah, two out of three ain't bad, as the old record went. And Alex, what do you think? Obviously, like Stuart mentioned, Lindelof was left out of the squad on Sunday. With what she didn't have a great pre-season tour, do you think he deserves this treatment that he's getting so early on? Like Mourinho did it to Mkhitaryan, didn't he, last season? And look where that got him. Do you think hopefully it's going to have the same impact for Lindelof, or do you think Mourinho should have maybe chucked him in on the bench? No, I think there's certainly an element of protecting him at this at this stage. He didn't have a great pre-season, didn't have a, a great Super Cup. Um, albeit he's not actually had very much of the advantage uh, playing alongside Eric Bailly, who is United's best central defender. He's had to play alongside Smalling quite a lot, and those two haven't really formed a, a great partnership. But 
Um, it seems sensible to take him out of the line, like get him a bit more used to life in England through training sessions and that sort of thing, and then and bring him in when he when he's ready. I mean. Um, Nemanja Vidic didn't have a great start to life uh, at United. Yap Stam had a pretty poor debut as well, if memory serves. So uh, it's not uh, the death knell by any, by any stretch of the imagination. But I think um, giving him some time, especially when Bayern and Jones are playing well, is absolutely the right uh, way for Mourinho to deal with it. Yeah, and obviously we were talking then about the fourth signing. Mourinho does want that fourth signing, but today it's, there's been chat that he may even wait till January for that signing. Do you think that that's a wise move or do you think they should try and push something through these next two weeks? I think it entirely depends on whether he feels he can trust Anthony Martial and Marcus Rashford. Um, we've seen the, the four signings were well documented. Also what he wanted from those four signings was quite well documented. Defender, midfielder, striker and then that creative force, that winger um, to strengthen the left-hand side. There's been some... Um, suggestions that Danny Rose could also be uh, considered there but that's so that the left hand side becomes more attacking again so he has to have a look at whether he thinks what he's got is um, going to be good enough for United to have success this season whether he can trust Martial, Rashford and Luke Shaw to come back and really make that left hand side more dynamic than it was last season and if he can then I think waiting does make sense um, because as we've seen from Louis van Gaal's signings um, United have ended up with a few stopgap signings, ones who haven't been very successful in the last few years. So if the guy that he wants isn't available, then signing a stopgap, so to speak, it then becomes maybe a little bit more difficult to get rid of them further down the line. Premier League wages are going up. So you give yourself a problem when you're looking at next summer when you're trying to bring in the guy that you really want. So if the guy he really wants isn't available and he feels he can, um, he can, make, he can work with what he's got, Martial and Rashford both showing at the moment they're in good form and I think it probably does make sense to wait yeah um, Stu obviously like opening game of the season Rashford did all right Martial came on he scored what do you think of the promise that both of them have shown on pre-season do you think Mourinho does need to strengthen down that left-hand side well I do because I don't think either of them are really what I would call out and out wingers and I think United look a little bit lopsided in many ways I don't think they've got what I would call an out and out winger either side uh, and I still think United are best when they have and when you've got someone like Lukaku in the middle I think you need someone to, to deliver to that kind of a player um, but you know in terms of being able to take a player on um, Marcus has proved he's, he can do it uh, and, and so and Anthony Marshall I thought looked brilliant for the for the minutes he was on on Sunday um, so in some ways no you don't need to strengthen that side I would rather see the right-hand side uh, strengthened in many ways because I don't really think uh, either Henrik Mkhitaryan or Juan Mata are what you would call uh, touchline-hugging flank men. So uh, I would rather look for someone on that side um, because I think United, have, I, I think they're fairly competent on the left. Uh, like I say, I don't think they, I don't think the players they've got are natural wide men, but I think they can do the job. Um, whereas to me, you know, you see Mkhitaryan and Mata, they're much better as a number 10. And, you know, I know it allows Antonio Valencia to come to come up down down the right. But even so, I still would think, for me, an out-and-out right-winger would be, would be good. Going back to what we're talking about, waiting until January, I don't see it because, I mean, what quality player ever goes anywhere in January, really? Uh, because 
most of them have been involved in Champions League football, and if that's the if that's the the sort of quality Manchester United have got to look on is, then you know you can't play them in the latter stage of the Champions League. So United very very rarely uh, sign in January. I know there are exceptions, and I think a lot of the big clubs very very rarely sign in January. So I don't see the benefit of waiting till then. We've got a brilliant craft beer offer for Manchester's Red listeners. We've teamed up with Beer52.com who have a great new way to discover the best small breweries from home and abroad. By joining their beer club, you can get an expert selected case of different styles delivered to your home every month. And just for listeners of Manchester is Red, we've managed to secure an amazing deal. A case of eight mystery beers for free. It's normally £24 a case, but all you'll need to pay this time is £5.95 for postage. Just use the code MANU, that's M-A-N-U, all one word, at beer52.com to get stuck in. And obviously it was a brilliant performance from United's first game of the season. Do you, was there anything alarming to you, thinking this needs to improve, that we, we definitely need to get someone in before the end of the window so that before January comes, they are in a good position in the league so that they can be challenging for the title? I won't say anything alarming, but you know I think we have to put everything in context. Really, I mean, I thought we saw two Uniteds really, one against Real Madrid in the Super Cup, five days later against West Ham in the Premier League, and pretty much outplayed uh, against Real Madrid, a very good Real Madrid side, but United overwhelmed a very very ordinary Premier League side in West Ham. So I think United, if you're looking at how where they are, what level they're at, you pitch them in the middle of that. Uh, I don't think West Ham was as was as great for the future as people have been making out. Neither was the Real Madrid defeat as bad as people making out. I think United in between there. Um, but anything alarming? No, not really. I just I still would like another striker um, to be brought in, or as I said a minute ago, someone on the right side. If you can move Anthony Martial or Marcus into the middle with Lukaku, fine. Um, but there's nothing alarming. I just think you probably just need an extra body um, to cope with what United have to cope with over the season. Because there's a marathon last year, 53 matches. All right, there's a lot of injuries, but you know they, they only just limped to the line eventually. So I, I just think with the upgrading, what we expect from them this season, let's let's be honest, League Cup and say the Europa League again is not going to be good enough. The you know Champions League, they've got to make a credible challenge in that and. Uh, again a serious challenge for the title so there's an upgrade in ambitions and with that comes a demand on the squad so uh, body certainly bodies if possible extra going yeah. to be brought in and obviously more players like stepping up to the game like last season obviously there's probably a few players who were a bit disappointing but on the first game of the season Alex who would you say stood out for you star men on the, uh, from Sunday um, obviously, uh, Matic and Lukaku certainly made it an impression, but it was good to see Mkhitaryan uh, doing well as again. He's had a sort of mixed bag season last uh, year, but when he's on it, United look better. Um, I agree with Stu there. I think he looks better coming inside rather than on on the right. It certainly puts a lot of onus on Antonio Valencia to stay fit and get get uh, forward down that flank. Um, but it's it's the the men of the moment, isn't it? Marcus Rashford and Anthony Martial. I thought. Certainly, uh, Rashford looks like he's going to have to make the left winger, or certainly number 10 perhaps, um, a bit of a home this season with Lukaku. 
up front for the majority of it. Um, and I thought he did really well, actually. He's still sort of lacking a little bit of end product from there, but he he gets forward, he gets past his man, he looks exciting and he makes things happen. And he's still growing into the Premier League. He's still only young and growing into his career. Skipped out the under-23s, really. So there's still a lot of improvement, I think, we can see from him, which is really exciting. And if Jose Mourinho can bring that out, then United really do have a, a player on their hands there. Yeah, so obviously we've touched on it before, Matic... Great debut from him. Couldn't ask for anything more. Um, how impressed are you with how he's fitted into the Manchester United side? Really impressed. I mean, he didn't really have much of a pre-season. Essentially, he was training by himself at, at Chelsea for a lot of the time. He's come in uh, probably later than Mourinho would have wanted to. And he slotted in quite seamlessly, albeit we've only seen him uh, in a couple of competitive fixtures. So it'll be interesting to see whether he, he tails off at any point. But... Certainly, he just he does the simple things well. He allows those in front of him to flourish. He wins back the ball in crucial areas, which is also really important for the defence. That means that they can don't have quite as many panicky moments, and it all just seems to work really well. And United have been looking for a player like that for a while, and if they find it in, in Matic, fantastic. Um, this obviously there was a lot of talk about his age over the summer, but certainly he's in a position where that's not going to particularly be worrying for a few years. And if they can get a few good years out of Matic, certainly if he's playing like that for a few years, then it's certainly money well spent. Yeah, definitely. And what what do you have you thought about him, Stuart? Yeah, impressed because, but I mean, you know, I didn't think they were guessing from Chelsea for a start because I was always impressed with him there. Um, I'm, I'm, I don't want to go too. But much over the top about him because I must admit I was pretty impressed with Morgan Schneiderlin when he <laughs> first came to United and it didn't work out. Well, some United so, fans have been referring to him as Messi because of his little skill, his little run he went on down the ring, well, yeah. which might be a tiny bit over the top <laughs> at this stage. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I just think he's a he's a he's a great addition, and uh, and we talk about he's, a, he's 29, and like you say, it's not like he's battling yeah. his way up the wing all the time. You know, he's, he's he can sit there for a little while at times. And of course, you've got Michael Carrick still there. So, you know, over this long season, you've got two players that can, uh, one can come in and have a rest, League Cup ties, whatever, FA Cup ties, even some of the Champions League groups. Uh, so that, you know, you, it's not, you're not going to be relying on him all the time. And if you've got someone like Michael Carrick to come in to, to give the Matic, then a little bit of a breather, then. It's not a bad is, backup. Is there is a better it? player? You know, it's, yeah. it's perfect. Um, but yeah, so far so good. But uh, like I say, don't want to. Uh, <laughs> there's something of the Schneiderlin factor from my point of view. <laughs> and another player who's going to be key for United this season is Pogba. Obviously, it's his second season, first season in. Everyone was criticising him mainly because of the huge fee that United mm. paid. Every single thing he did was being compared to how much money United have spent on him. You had a chat with him yesterday. He's been speaking about how he's trying to be more of a leader on the pitch, especially now Zlatan's not there. What do you think about his role he can play this season and what, what was he saying to you yesterday? Yeah, we were at this uh, event yesterday, uh, um, one of United's many sponsorships and kind of events, and uh, we, we got some of the other newspapers with me. And one of the things we asked him was, you know, uh, is it good for you now that Neymar's the world record thing by some distance, obviously 200 million nearly, and his response was brilliant. It was only one sentence, but you know, it's somebody said, "Look," he said, "This time last year, you were asking me about, and people were asking me about the price tag. The first question you asked this time has been about my football, because we we didn't get to that question until later on." 
and he's absolutely right. We were talking football before we talked about Neymar and price tags. So I think it shows that people have forgotten that now. It's it's I won't say it's peanuts, but in comparison to 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 Neymar, it's it's nothing. So you know that burden's not on his back. He was a bit of a slow burner for me last year. I didn't think he was considering he's been at the club before. Um, I thought he would settle down quicker. Having said that, he'd been in Serie A for four years and you know never played, never really played Premier League for United, apart from a few sub appearances. So you know he probably did have more to contend and contend with than we gave him credit for. Um, but as I say, a slow burn. I thought by the end of the season, we're starting to see the real Paul Pogba. Although I must admit, I was a bit disappointed with him in Macedonia. I thought he was poor against on a stage where you think he should really take this on board. This is my kind of stage against Real Madrid. But, you know, he was pretty anonymous. Um, so there's still that level to get to, in my opinion. Um, but, yeah, I think he's, with, with Matic behind him, I don't think, well, this was another thing he was talking about, was that with the man Matic behind him, he, uh, Paul doesn't have to think about defending so much anymore. He can get forward so he can make things happen can score goals and get in the box whereas before he's thinking hang on a minute you know I've got to shore up the defence kind of thing so I think it would be a bit of a liberating thing for him the man you're coming in and I think that's what he you know talking to him that seems to be what he would look forward to he said that's that's how I like it he says obviously if the manager decides otherwise then I'll have to put up with it and it's the manager's decision but as he sees at the moment I think it's all set up for Paul Pogba to have a you know, a big impression finally on United. Yeah, and we've seen that in pre-season as well, the, the difference. Obviously, last season he didn't get a pre-season either. No. Like, how much do you think, Alex, that, that that's going to have a big... Obviously, it's second season, he did have a pre-season. How much do you think that's going to impact on his performances this season? I think most people are expecting Pogba to have a big season this time around, to be honest. Um, I'm, I'm one of them. I think the lack of pre-season last year did did harm him. I think the first couple of games it looked like he got through almost on adrenaline really. Here I am, I'm back, here's my big fee. And, and he actually had uh, a couple of good games at start last season but he was also playing every single game. He very rarely got a rest until he got that injury. Um, which was March? Something like that. Mm. Um, so an awful lot was asked of him with a, with a couple of weeks of pre-season. Um, so he's got that pre-season, he's had a bit of a rest, had a pre-season with United and Matic has come in. So I think all of those factors should ensure that he has a much better season than last. But Stu's also right in the fact that he needs to be taking advantage of all of, of, all of those factors and really making an impact on the big stage. And United are going to have bigger games this year. They've got the Champions League. They want to go further than the group stage. Uh, they want to be challenging at the top of the Premier League. So the games against... City, Chelsea, etc., should hopefully mean more this this season. That's when he really has to stand out and prove everyone right that he's going to have a big season. And obviously, looking ahead now, it's Swansea at the weekend. Do you think Mourinho is going to set up in a similar fashion that he did at the weekend against West Ham, or do you think he's going to switch things up? Um, well, United are obviously away this weekend, which might make a difference. But certainly, Swansea are a, a team sort of like West Ham, and the fact that United should be expecting. To, to beat them like they, they shouldn't be expecting to make heavy weather of it so um, perhaps certainly I think a similar setup without having that extra midfielder in would mm -hmm. make sense against a team like Swansea even though United are away from home just allowing um, a few more forwards and creative options to to uh, do what they do best really because although Swansea are at home they're 
probably still think a nil-nil or a one-one is, is a good result against United. And United have to uh, have now it, albeit it's only be one game, but that formation does look much better suited to sort of beating the uh, the lower teams uh, down the Premier League, if, if you will, and not really easy games with the teams that we expect to be finishing in the bottom half of the table. That formation uh, looks certainly better to be dealing with that. Although um, it's inter- it was interesting, I thought, to see Ander Herrera left out of the weekend um, because whether he's the full guy from that sort of formation, I don't know what you thought of that, Stu. Well, it, it seems that way. He, he, he is going to be the full guy and it just shows you really. I mean, he was the man of the match in uh, in Stockholm in the Europa League final and everything. His stock has never been so high as it has been. You know, Barcelona wanted him, but he said, no, I'm happy United. And then the first game of the season and he's on the bench. It must have hit him quite hard, but... You know, he does love the club. He's a great character, uh, great personality. Um, but you're right. I think I think Marino has always been very much uh, a horses for courses manager, and you know, you you shouldn't really look upon it as a major slight if he doesn't choose you for a certain game. It's just because you know it's best uh, for United, or previously with Chelsea, that you know this is the way he wants to play for certain matches and. Uh, you know, I don't think United needed that extra sort of um, box-to-box player like Ander Herrera in at Old Trafford against West Ham. I think away from home, yes, I think they probably will do, and I th- he could be the change. Who goes out? Probably either Mkhitaryan or Mata. Yeah. Uh, I think that, to me, would be the possibly the only change I would make. We've got a brilliant craft beer offer for Manchester's Red listeners. We've teamed up with Beer52.com who have a great new way to discover the best small breweries from home and abroad. By joining their beer club, you can get an expert selected case of different styles delivered to your home every month. And just for listeners of Manchester is Red, we've managed to secure an amazing deal. A case of eight mystery beers for free. It's normally £24 a case, but all you'll need to pay this time is £5.95 for postage. Just use the code MANU, that's M-A-N-U, all one word, at beer52.com to get stuck in. So, um, Stu, you're going to um, switch up the formation you just said. So what result are you predicting for this weekend? Well, I, th- I think it's going to be a United win. I mean, to be honest, for, for many, many years doing this job, I, I would never have bet against Manchester United. For the past three years, I would never have bet on Manchester United. <laughs> I think they've been so erratic. It's, it's unbelievable. I think there's going to be a little bit more stability about them this year, this season. So, um, brilliant against West Ham. Although, as I say, it wasn't they're not the best side in the Premier League, and I think they're going to struggle again. I think Swansea will, probably are going to struggle again. So, yeah, if United don't win this one, to go from what they did against West Ham to the, to to losing against Swansea, would be a major. Uh, downturn so I, th- I think they'll win it I don't think it'll be easy I don't think they'll be it won't be a 4-0 but I think they'll win it and Alex what, what are your predictions for the weekend uh, yeah similar to what Stu said really I don't think we're going to be seeing a hatful of goals scored but you would I think he's, he's right Swansea are probably going to struggle this season they certainly at the moment look as if they're going to struggle to score goals um, so if the onus is on United and they have the the freedom to go forward a bit more than you would expect them to, to win uh, but certainly don't think we'll be seeing another four or five goals on the uh, on the scorecard at the end brilliant well thank you two for joining me and um, everyone can join us next week for another episode of Manchester is Red